Beth Wee in the Koinonia Kitchen and I want to talk to you about anxiety and assurance. This is a two-part podcast so if you can listen to the second part after this you're going to appreciate it. Um, But let's take an imagination. If you're not driving your car right now close your eyes. Imagine you have an unscheduled day off and you decided to visit our beautiful beach and tickle your toes in the sand, catch some rays, relax, The novel you started three nights ago is just getting good and you turn your phone on mute and snuggle into your lounge chair with your cheater sunglasses in place. Okay, you can tell I'm old cheater sunglasses. Anyway, after 45 minutes or so, the perspiration is unbearable. So you stash your book and you run to the breakwater. You trudge in deep enough to dive under and it feels glorious. Rolling onto your back, you kick out a little deeper and just lean back and float. That's when it bumps you. Opening your eyes, you see a fin emerging from the water about five feet away. Meanwhile, inside your head, a tiny almond-shaped organ called the amygdala is doing its job. Holding an important job since the days of hunting and gathering, this little region of your brain is the first responder who alerts the body to get ready to fight or flee. The amygdala responds to every human emotion, even those we perceive when looking at another face. But when triggered by fear or anger, this little almond calls for reinforcements. Hormones excrete, pupils dilate, Breathing and heart rates quicken, muscles tense. The non-essential survival organs slow down so the more necessary ones can thrive. Glucose flows to the skeletal muscles. Survival mode is in full swing. Amygdala then checks in with neighboring regions of the brain, the hippocampus and the prefrontal cortex to see if the threat is real or not. Anxiety. It was designed by God to help us survive, yet sometimes we can misconstrue threats and perceive danger when there is none. In the story we just went through, as you prepare to hightail it to the shore, you may realize that the fin is from a child's swim toy and the bump was the child using it. Even though you realize you're safe, it will take your body time to come back to normal. While you wait for that, you're going to feel some discomfort. You may tell your friends later that you almost had a heart attack, but the exact opposite is really what happened, because a heart attack means your heart stops. Yours just went berserk. There are those among us who misread cues regularly and feel anxiety as a way of life. But before we get into that, let's look at anxiety a bit more closely so we can get a feel for what it is and what it isn't. Life-changing events can increase anxiety, such as well, financial, success, uh, financial stress, uh, health issues like injuries that affect mobility, 
uh, the death of a spouse or, or a friend or someone we love. Sometimes certain situations like big social gatherings or noisier, unfamiliar environments can cause anxiety. Uh, you know, I remember having a picture of a young girl standing on a stage as a tutu looking out at the audience. Anybody who knows anxiety of public speaking can only imagine how she was feeling. People with anxiety can have an array of symptoms that may linger on and off for days, weeks, even months. Common symptoms include restlessness, being easily fatigued, trouble concentrating, irritability, difficulty falling, or staying asleep. Anxiety also triggers panic attacks, marked by a rapid heart rate, excessive sweating, and trouble breathing. Remember, this is the opposite of a heart attack. <laughs> that is when the heart stops. This is a panic attack. The symptoms will take a while to subside, even if you remove yourself from the stressful environment or situation. Chronic anxiety can make it harder to maintain a healthy lifestyle, too. Sufferers are often less motivated to exercise and more likely to increase intake of high-fat, high-sugar foods, alcohol. Is any of this hitting home for you? So, anxiety. If you have some of the trademark signs and symptoms, consult with your doctor. He or she can diagnose anxiety and help you choose one of the many treatment options, such as CBT stands for Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, medication, or a combination of both. I want to go on record now about some of the psych medications out there. Remember, they are powerful, which is why they can really help those that need them. But I'm asking any of you pursuing that sort of treatment to make sure your prescribing physician is hands-on, not just writing a script and spending five minutes with you every six months. Like I said, when they work, they are an answer to prayer. But it often takes time and trials to get the right one and the right dosage. So if your suffering is acute, bring an advocate with you to help you remember what the doctor is saying and what the side effects can look like. Enough? Okay. Recognize any drugs that are prescribed to alter the way your brain fires can be dangerous if not monitored closely. There, I've said enough about it. Now, cognitive behavior therapy, what is it? It helps identify and then neutralize thoughts that might trigger anxiety. That is going to be the focus of our discussion today. Severe cases of anxiety may need more help. The medication often relieves symptoms. So the most common choices are antidepressants, anti-anxiety drugs, and beta blockers. The behavioral therapy helps proactively by identifying and neutralizing triggering thoughts. Medication treats symptoms chemically. All right. So what are you going to do? Consult your doctor about if medication to see if anything is right for you. Pay attention. Log reactions, feelings, any phenomenon that ensue. Make sure you get the right medication and dosage because, again, they are powerful. And if they're not right, they can be harmful instead of helpful. What else can you do? You can learn to manage anxiety through lifestyle changes. Set up daily goals to accomplish. Daily goals can be as simple as doing a household chore or calling a friend. Write it down and cross it off your list when completed. 
You won't believe how that will help satisfy the anxious mind. Do you get that? Your mind is pleased with the accomplishment. Sometimes anxiety comes when we think we aren't affecting our world. So when we make an action, take an action that causes effect, it feels good. It lessens the anxiety. List making can be very helpful to somebody who struggles with anxiety. Write things that you know you will get done. For example, morning prayer and meditation, shower, unload the dishwasher, pull the meat out of the freezer for dinner, delete the emails that are unnecessary, get gas on the way to work. You get the idea. Set yourself up to see the things you accomplish and take credit for the achievements. It is a process of retraining your mind to see your abilities. You are creating a new vision of yourself. It's going to be really important that you address your financial concerns. If your anxiety centers on money worries, like outliving your retirement funds, see a financial planner to organize your expenses and create a strategy that can work toward each paycheck. You know, having a strategy in place can help sufferers feel more comfortable. It's a proactive thing to do to fight anxiety. If debt is looming really large, seek help from a debt reduction enterprise. Um, the, the, there's so many of them out there that are willing to help you negotiate your debt. There are many nonprofit ones that, are, that will help you get this down to a manageable payment and have it paid off in a, in a known date. On a known date, you'll know you'll be debt-free. If you really uh, don't know if you bring in enough money to pay your monthly bills, it might be anxiety is coming from a lack of a budget. So it's time to get help. There's a program that I recommend. It's called everydollar.com. Dave Ramsey is a strategist behind it. He's a writer and teacher on financial management. But you can find the one that you like simply by Googling budget help. Uh, I'll say it again, everydollar.com is the one that I saw that Dave Ramsey created. But the main thing is that you address your financial concerns and take action. Anxiety is often produced by the not knowingness of a situation. So once you know, the anxiety can lessen. What relaxation activities do you employ regularly? Incorporating mind and body training like yoga, meditation, that can go a long way in managing anxiety. I have a good friend who is using art therapy right now successfully, and it is fighting her anxiety. It also has that extra added thing. She accomplishes things. She has a finished painting when she's done, and that reduces anxiety. Anything that slows your body and mind can help you manage anxiety and keep it from building up. But the key is regular practice. Your mind and body will come to rely on the habitual break that you have scheduled for them. So don't miss days. When it's on your schedule, take care of it. Uh, Beth Wee has a few guided meditations and others have guided meditations that help give you a little break. And I'll tell you what, for today, 
I just want you to experience the assistance that a guided meditation offers. So, so give it a go. Sit, Google a guided meditation, sit quietly and listen to it. These are some of the things that will help you fight anxiety. We have more to say about it, so we will have a second podcast. But for right now, write your list of to-dos and start ticking them off. It's going to make you feel better. It's time to take addiction out of the shadows and shine the encouraging light of recovery on everyone affected. Good Seed Podcast is powered by BethWE.com, a nonprofit ministry based in Vero Beach, Florida. We'll start the uncomfortable conversations that turn despair into hope and complacency into action. Connect, communicate, and thrive with us. Check us out online at BethWE.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk again soon.